and welcome back to the Dreamer's Manual podcast. I want to share first that this episode is a complete inspiration. I should be doing other things right now, but I got a message on LinkedIn today and I just started thinking about all the times I've seen in the groups that I'm in, especially people either starting out or starting in a new type of business. So people transitioning into being OBMs or DOOs or director of marketing or any of these transitions that we make. And I hear people say all the time, I have a hard time getting clients. I have a hard time showing up online because I'm an introvert. And I thought, what a perfect podcast episode to talk about. So I wrote out the notes and here we are. (laughs) So welcome. If we haven't met, my name is Julie Calcote and I am an OBM for creative, out of the box, rebellious, rule-breaking clients. And I'm also what I would consider an extreme introvert. So in college, my major was criminal justice because I thought I was going to be a police officer. Surprise, I'm not. (laughs) And then my minor was psychology that just seemed to kind of go together. And so one of the classes I think was all, it was called personality assessments. And one of the assessments was introversion, extroversion scale. And I scored so high on the introversion scale, my professor said, I'm surprised you ever leave your house. And I said, I'm surprised every day. (laughs) Full circle moment. I now work at home and I still get to talk to people and I do enjoy that. But I think for me, the thought of going to places like big parties where there's a lot of small talk has always been extremely cringeworthy. You can always find the introverts in the corner having like a deep conversation about whatever, you know, talk about the weather and talk about how how are things. It's just sort of exhausting. And in the same way, you know, when people describe some of the social platforms as cocktail parties, I think that can be true. And that can also be very exhausting to introverts. So I have a list of things that I want to share that have helped me network and get visible as an introvert. And also because I have to kind of give you that little push and give you that nudge. I think there could be some beliefs or, you know, some things you're carrying that might be helpful to shift when you frame what you're doing in the online space and, you know, how you're showing up. So we're going to talk about all that today. Now this week, if you're listening in real time, the Wild Alignment Summit is live. You can access it completely for free and its access is going away tomorrow. So tomorrow's the last day you can register to get the audio for free. There's no upsell. So I'm not saying after that, if you pay a certain amount of money, you'll get access to the audio. They're not going to be available after that. So if you'd like to download them, save them forever no hook, no upsell, then definitely sign up. You can go to julietraining.com backslash summit, or you can find the link in the show notes. Okay. So the first thing we're going to talk about when it comes to getting clients when you're an introvert is I just wanted to say it's false that you have to do some specific formula to be successful. So you can hit your goals without doing reels. You can hit your goals in business without building a team. You can hit your goals without having a huge social media following, without posting consistently. All the things, like anything that is in your head that you think, I have to do this to be, quote, successful in business or to have the business I want, I would implore you to look at 
with a lens of, is this really true? And you might want to write all these down on a piece of paper. This is the episode where I'm going to give you some journal prompts later on that I've been using. So you might want to either look at the show notes or take some notes because this stuff, if you can get it worked out and get it out of your head and on paper, sometimes when we can identify what's actually the thoughts are that we have, then we can look at them objectively and say, is this true or is this not true? Because I can give you examples of business owners that make seven figures that don't fit into any of these buckets. There is no have to. So I wanted to start off by saying that. So next, let's talk about leaning into the strengths of an introvert, which in some cases could be in that one-to-one conversation. I love having deep conversations with people, i.e. I have the podcast where I get to meet people, ask questions, really dive into topics that are interesting to me, hopefully interesting to you guys. That's powerful. And that lights me up. I get off of those interviews and I just wish I could share them immediately. I'm so excited and so pumped to bring you guys any type of information that's going to help you, uplift you, take you to the next level in your business or in your life. So figuring out if that is one of your strengths, you can do a networking that's really going to benefit you. You can, if you even do a couple coffee chats, I have seen in every Facebook group, LinkedIn group, if somebody says, I would love to do a no-sell coffee chat, and you can even say about this or to meet people in related industries. So if somebody is doing podcast editing, they might want to team up with somebody who does Pinterest. They might want to team up with somebody who does guest management, podcast pitching. And so not only could they potentially work together, they're going to be kind of interfacing with the same type of clients but they can also tag each other and refer people for jobs that they know that they would be a good fit for. You can also find somebody in a completely unrelated field. Like as an OBM, my clients often need services like tech VAs, website and branding specialists, Facebook ad people. So I could ask and say, who is kicking butt at paid ads right now. Let's have a coffee chat. I would love to meet you, hear more about you. And, you know, then when my clients ask for these referrals or people that aren't even my clients, I have that ability to give them something that hopefully is valuable to them. So it's a win-win and you can even become tagging partners. When they see a post that fits you, they can tag you online. They can send an email and connect you to people. They could be your cheerleaders. All of that good stuff can come from those coffee chats. And that's something that if you identify as introverted, that could be a really great strength. Now, something that's worked for me being very introverted is I almost have to disassociate myself from some of the stuff that I do online. And that might sound funny, but let me explain. When I first started out, you guys might know, I went through Michaela Quinn's Live Free Academy and part of my success in that program, I would say what I attribute almost all of my success in that program to is just putting my head down and following the steps that she laid out. Because obviously I paid her for her expertise. She's going to line out what I'm supposed to do. And I know it might sound funny because I am like the outside of the box kind of rebellious sinker, but I also think you have to know the rules before you can go outside of the box. So when Michaela said, post in Facebook groups, make a comment, network, here's the groups, here's things that you can say, here's how you make the connections. 
I was able to kind of take myself out of the equation and just do what she said and, you know, mark off the box. So I had, I think she recommended uh, a certain amount of time every day. So I would go through the groups that I had outlined for that amount of time every day. I'd set a timer and then I'd be done. And in the same way, now I'm part of Brandy Mao's Beta to Biggie program and she has a visibility challenge this month. And it's really easy for me to show up. There's accountability. There's also like other people are doing it. And so it's sort of group participation. And I do have a little competitiveness. Like I want to make sure that I am showing up each day and doing the things that have been outlined to do. I want to be part of that group. So I'm leveraging that and being able to take myself out of it. Also, if you can get past sort of the insecurity of like, quote, putting yourself out there, if you're thinking about connecting with the people that need your help versus like, anything focused on you. So if you turn that focus to them and say, you know, if Michaela hadn't promoted her program, if she hadn't gone on a podcast, if she hadn't done this, I would have never had the opportunity to have my life changed in the way that it has by being able to build this business online. It was extremely selfless of her to go out and do that. So switching your thinking to saying somebody out there is looking for what you're offering and you are the relief for them. You are the lever that's going to get them to where they want to go. You are holding your gifts back by not being able to put yourself out there. And so maybe switching that focus and and taking off of you and putting it on the person that you're reaching could also help sort of switch the mindset. Now talking about Facebook groups, which I know, don't roll your eyes. I don't want to lose you now. The introverted person is going to say, I don't want to show up and network in Facebook groups. Let me just say, Maybe it's right for you, maybe it's not. But if you are going to do it, I would encourage you, if you're not sure, if you haven't done it, then commit to doing it for a certain amount of time. Let's say 30 days, at least two weeks. Come on, we could do that. 15 minutes a day. Just set your timer and pick your group so you know where you're going and you don't just spend endless amount of time scrolling. Find groups that you know where your clients are gonna be. Get that set up and then show up 15 minutes a day and just really answer questions. You don't have to promote anything. You could really just add value to those groups and not say, oh, by the way, pick me. Just show up and show your expertise. And for the love of everything, please make sure your profile is optimized. Whether you're on LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you are showing up, Make sure that your website's linked. Make sure that your call to action's linked. Make sure your other social platforms are linked. You can add a little um, statement about you, like a value statement about who you are and what you stand for. Even on your personal profile, this is something that I did as part of Brandy's challenge. I changed my personal profile picture to my opt-in. Because if I'm not promoting something, I'm just showing up and adding value. People will click on your profile. And if they go there and it's just like, I had a picture at one point of a heart shaped like moose poop (laughs) because I saw it on a trail and it was cute. And hello, introverted, didn't want my picture online. (laughs) So (laughs) make sure you have your picture there so people could see your beautiful face. Make sure that they know how to continue to interact with you and they could 
connect because I have gone to look at people's profiles and it's a dead end and I'm not going to continue to click or like Google search or figure out what they're doing. I might have really liked their comment, but I just had no way to continue on figuring out what they were all about. So I left. So make sure that your profile is optimized. I'll put Brandy Mills has a free LinkedIn profile optimization training. I think it's like 45 minutes. It's packed full of information. So I'll link that down below and you can find that there. Now I'm going to talk about some other ways to network in the online space. Pinterest. This is one that I utilize early on and often. It's a very long-term strategy. So don't expect to post on Pinterest and have results any sooner than three to six months, really. You could be an outlier. I don't know. There are no rules. So maybe there's, you know, people that have that story, but really it's a long-term strategy. It works very well for me with opt-ins, the podcast, and I get strategy calls on there. It's just like the price point that people say, oh yeah, I would like to kind of get lined out, figure out where I'm going, have a three-month plan on my business that I can implement and you know, take the, this advice and strategy and, and move forward to where I want to go. So those three things do really well for me on Pinterest, but plan to have that be a long-term strategy. Now, podcast interviews could be a dream for an introvert because you get to really tune in and have that one-to-one conversation, have that deeper conversation. And also people are going to stay with your content longer. So they're going to get to know you more on a deeper level. And that might attract the same type of client that might also identify as introverted or just really wants to dive into who you are and what you're about. So that could be an amazing way to get business and referrals and all the good things as an introvert. Now, I want to say a caveat to podcast, find an angle when you pitch. I think there are people that I would love to have on, but I need a topic that I can really dig into, that I could be interested in, and it has to be a little bit different than what everybody else is doing. So one pitch I get probably weekly, if not more, is people wanting to come and talk about systems, which is interesting because... As an OBM, I could talk about systems, uh, you know, a lot, but there's also like coaches that reach out and they want to talk about systems. There are all different types of business owners who have a system for doing things. But what I want to know for me is, and for my, and for you guys, the audience, I want to know what is your angle. So I have coming up an interview with someone talking about creating systems and structures for neurodivergent business owners. ADHD, autism, ADD, bipolar, all those things. How do you fit those type of neurodivergencies into a business? And how do you structure that? Because there still needs to be some type of structure. And what it looks like is probably going to be much different than somebody who doesn't have those things going on. So that's an interesting angle and a conversation to have. If people are doing 90 day planning and you want to talk about how you're doing six week sprints, which by the way, I'm doing that in my business and loving it. That's an interesting angle on a more traditional topic. So really spend the most amount of time thinking about what a very unique angle on your topic could be and find somebody that that's going to really, really appeal to you. Or you could go very niche, niche, however you say it. And 
find like Jen Bays, who has an incredible business, Success Beyond the Lens. She talks to photographers. So she's a business manager, social media system set up for photographers. So if she goes on photographer podcast, she could talk about systems all day because that market isn't flooded with that type of content. So those are the two ways I think you can really get a better success rate on getting onto podcasts. Now we talked about referrals. This could be from clients. This could be from your friends. This could be from your coffee chat buddies, but you have to ask a lot of times because people aren't going to know that you want clients right now, but reaching out to your network. And this includes your personal network as much as you feel comfortable and saying, this is my business. This is what I do. If you ever know of someone who's interested, please you know, have them reach out or I would love an introduction, anything like that. You'd be surprised, I think, how powerful that can be. Now on the summit, by the way, which is closing tomorrow, we have Erica Ige, who is talking about Upwork. And she mentioned some other platforms in there, but there are other ways to find and get clients other than Facebook groups. She makes some very powerful points about who is hanging out in Facebook groups and who might be hanging out on Upwork and the success she's had there. She also walks everybody through creating a really successful profile and being able to get asked to apply for jobs, how to find jobs that are going to be the right fit for you. And she's specifically talking to service providers. I personally was surprised at who she said was hiring and the businesses that were on there from very small to like those mid-range businesses and high and what we would consider large businesses in the online space. So it felt like there was a lot of people on there and you can gain a lot of traction. And in that case, if your profile's optimized, you're just applying more like in a regular sense to positions or you're responding to people who are asking you to apply for their positions. So I think that's a really hot tip on where to find clients when you're an introvert, especially if you are starting out or you need to fill in a gap in your services. If you're trying out a new service and you, you know, you just need that like steady income so you could take the risk and, you know, build a course or create a, a shop or do any of those other things. I also just want to point out that Kim Weldon, who is on my team, you've heard her on the book episodes. She just did an amazing series. It was five part series all about how to create reels without your face. So it wasn't just reels. It was doing video in general without your face. So she had an incredible list of ideas of things to do. So there was no excuse that if you do desire to do something like that and you feel like that would reach your audience, she had so many great ideas in that series. And I'll also link that so you can check that out if you're interested. Now, another tip I have for introverts that has worked really well for me is balancing my month so that I can balance my energy when I'm visible with what's most ideal for me. And the way I do this is based on my monthly cycle. But if you don't have a monthly cycle, you can use the seasons. You can use the monthly moon cycle. You can build this schedule out. And there's science to this. If you really want to dig into it, do less is a book by Kate Northrup. If you follow Kate Northrup, she teaches a lot about it. And that book includes a large discussion about this whole thing. But I find that there are times of the month that I'm very energetic, excited to talk to people. And I try to schedule all of my meetings and interviews during that time when possible, because I can definitely find after tracking it for more than a year now, that when I don't, that consistently, I feel better and happier to talk to people 
during, you know, a certain week or a couple weeks of the month. And during like the last week of my cycle, the last thing I want to do is talk to or see anybody. That's a, that's a time when I want to hole up, do some self-care, do some reading, do some planning, you know, maybe get some things done, but it's not a time when I want to be super visible. So if you haven't dug into that and that sounds interesting to you, definitely check out Kate Northrup. Now, another tip that I have is when you're deciding on continuing education, I think me being a lifelong learner, I always have to hold myself back from buying things. And I think I've done pretty good. I've made very specific and leveraged decisions in the past couple of years about what I would invest in. But especially if you're introverted, thinking really strategically about what you participate in and whether or not it has a directory or a higher form could be something that you consider, especially if you're weighing the benefits of a couple different programs. I know for Michaela Quinn's program, she has a hiring form and job posts come through there like hotcakes. They're just coming all day long. And so you don't have to network in the communities at all. You could just focus on those job inquiries coming in. Other communities like Funnel Gorgeous Society, they have a directory and I've gone to their directory and looked at people to hire for my clients. I've looked at the different specialties that are on there. OBM School has a directory. McKinsey Mater's website and branding program has a directory. So weighing that when you sign up for something new, I think for me could tip the scale one way or the other. Also, if you're part of a program and you know that there's something in demand, then it's okay to ask that course creator, hey, would you ever consider creating a hiring form? Would you ever consider creating a directory? Because sometimes it just takes that prompt and that idea that's going to promote their program. That's going to be able to have people in their community say, here's a directory you can hire from. It's just going to generate good things for them. And so if somebody doesn't have one, maybe reach out and ask them if they've considered it and if they are willing to do it. Now, here's where we get to some of the uncomfortable stuff. And this isn't to call anybody out. This isn't shame. But I think sometimes we tell ourselves stories that keep us stuck where we're at. And examining those stories, examining whether or not they're true, and getting to the heart of what really is going on, I think can be where for a lot of us, the real shifts happen. Because I could say all these tips that I talked about today, and you could say, yeah, but I'm still introverted. Like you can just throw up this wall, right? And it could be with anything. It could be, yeah, but I still have young kids at home. Yeah, but I'm a mom. Yeah, but I don't have this degree. Like it can be an excuse across lots of different areas of our life. But I'd ask you if you're saying that I'm introverted, so it's fill in the blank, hard for me to get clients. I don't know where to get clients because I don't want to network because I'm introverted. Anything you're telling yourself, let's look at those things. One of the books that was recommended to me by Gigi Beer, who's in the summit, she does a whole interview about money systems and really some interesting mindset shifts around money. She recommended this book, Rich. I think it's called Rich as F-U-C-K, but I'm just going to say Rich AF. And as one of the early chapters, she has this list of journal prompts and I wrote them down. And I think it's a great framework for working through lots of different things. But just a 
a sampling of those prompts, which I think there was like 10 or 12. One of the things she said, she asked you to consider is, what are you afraid of? And that's really like, you might have to write a while. If you're saying, I'm afraid of being visible, you might have to say, but why? Like, why, why, why? Keep getting to the root of that because it could be something completely different than you thought it was when you started. One of the questions she asked people to consider in that book is, what have you not forgiven yourself for? And this could be a big one for us because we could be harboring shame and guilt about a lot of different things. What if we had a failed business before? What if we started an Etsy shop and it didn't go anywhere and we spent a lot of money on supplies and we feel guilt and shame around that? What if we joined an MLM and for whatever reason that didn't end up working out, but we invested so much time and energy, spent time away from our family. We can be harboring lots of guilt and shame about things. And you might say, what does this have to do with being an introvert or not? But I think that our brains are super powerful and they're going to protect us at all costs. And so it's easier, at least in my mind, to put up a wall and say, well, I'm introverted. This is just naturally hard for me. I don't want to do it, or this isn't a good fit, or I'm not successful because when really I might be holding myself back because I'm scared to fail again, because I feel like I might not deserve the success. Like there's lots of, you know, things that could be going on under that. And then I feel like you can't leave without shifting that energy a little bit and that conversation that could be really, really powerful and empowering to know what's at the root of it, but also don't forget to ask yourself, how would you like your experience to feel moving forward? If you want to connect with people on a deeper level, if you want to find your dream soulmate clients, if you want to bring in the income in your business, that's really going to shift how things are for you and your family. I think it's important to talk about what you would like to experience, how you want it to feel moving forward. So to summarize, we talked about If you have any mindset beliefs that you have to do any specific thing to be successful, take that out, examine it, and in most cases, throw that in the trash because there's not one specific way or one specific formula or something that everybody has to do to be successful. Lean into your strengths. That was through those one-on-one conversations. If you can be part of a challenge, a group, or just some accountability with a partner, a friend, where you can disassociate a little, focus on the benefit that you're giving to people and get out of your own head, that's a really great way to do it. That's a great way to network and show up for your business and for yourself. Third was a little list of ideas about ways that have worked for me and that might work for you about showing up and getting visible, including asking for referrals, podcast interviews, Pinterest, optimizing your profiles of wherever you're showing up, Upwork, and then that series of reels. Fourth was bouncing my months so that I can really optimize my time and my energy throughout my cycle. Fourth was deciding on continuing education or asking creators of courses that we're currently in who don't have hiring directories or forms if they would create one or choosing our continuing education based on, you know, that being a factor, a consideration. And then fifth was getting to the heart of if this is really what's holding you back. And I think you'll know because if you feel resistant to the things that I shared above, I think that's a really 
powerful sign. That's the tug at your heart telling you there's something underneath this that I need to look at and consider. And I can't leave this episode without just saying a huge thank you to the people who listen and the people who reach out and message me. The conversations we have are so powerful, so encouraging, so uplifting. I think because I'm an introvert, I can think about, I'm just sitting at my desk in my house, drinking a cup of decaf (laughs) and it can feel like you're really talking to no one, or I can pretend on those days where I want to be really shy that I'm talking to no one. But when you guys reach out and share your hearts and your ideas and what you're struggling with, it really, it means so much to me. And I'm so grateful for you. So if this episode touched you, feel free to reach out in the DMs. I'm on Instagram at OBM and LinkedIn. I'm there just under my name, Julie Calcote. And if you're interested in joining the Wild Alignment Summit with six interviews from some amazing, amazing business owners, you can find out more in the show notes or go to julietraining.com backslash summit. I love you guys so much. Mm-hmm.